Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Lane DeGregory calls Natalie Simon's debut novel Lies in Bone, a gripping tale of outcasts that keeps you guessing. Winner of the Best Book Award and the Royal Dragonfly Literary Award, Lies and Bone is fueled by family secrets involving love, murder, and the truths worth lying for. Voice actor Tawny Plattis narrates the newly released audiobook of this heart-stopping work of suspense as a tough-minded young woman named Frank, determined to solve a small town's mystery, both tragic and chilling in its detail. Relying on her wits and fortitude to unravel a decades-old unsolved crime, she is led to discover the unimaginable. Lies and Bone is now available on Audible.com. I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. This episode contains some graphic descriptions of murder for hire requests, but no actual murder. Still, I figured I'd better warn you as nobody wants to be surprised with the definition of what a blood eagle is. Trust me. Today's episode is completely different to all the previous episodes of World's Dumbest Criminals. It's a special episode about rentahitman.com and I'll be talking to the founder of the website, Bob Innes. When I first took a look at rentahitman.com, I thought it was hilarious and assumed that Bob was a professional comedy writer. The website claims that since 1920, Renta Hitman has assisted satisfied clients from all walks of life, ranging from regular citizens, children and adults, to government employees and even political figures. Renter Hitman has seen it all and know just how to precisely handle your delicate situation in a timely manner while maintaining 100% compliance with HIPAA, which is the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. The site also features testimonials from satisfied customers, such as this one from Phil in Florida. Guido and his public relations crew were able to resolve a five-year dispute in a matter of days. Highly recommended. And Fernando M. from Kansas. My business schedule is too busy to get my hands dirty with human resources issues, so I consulted with Renter Hitman and they handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. Gracias, Renter Hitman. Then there's the Customer Service and Industry Awards. 
Rent-A-Hitman prides itself on exceptional customer service and satisfaction, and they are proud to be globally recognized as a leader in their industry. In fact, they claim to have won the 2021 Trigger Warning Award and the 2021 Best in Class from the International Association of Retired Hitmen. Now, despite all the evidence to the contrary, some people still think the website is real and actually try to hire hitmen through it. This has led to quite a few arrests and saved many people's lives. Let's get into my interview with rentahitman.com founder Bob Innes to find out more about this sublime ridiculousness. Welcome to the show, Bob. How are you going? Things are great. The website's uh, moving along and uh, been busier than ever. How did rentahitman.com come about? And when did you realize that people thought it was an actual place to rent hitmen? Yeah, this is uh, kind of an amusing story. So back in 2003 to about 2005, I was going to school in Northern California, and I was studying information technology with an emphasis on security. And one of the courses that uh, I took was a cybersecurity penetration testing course. So we would basically pen test a network and find out what the vulnerabilities are and, of course, patch it. So uh, at the time, I was collecting domain names as well and going through this trade school. And uh, so I'd flip domains, I'd buy and sell them and try and make a little money. And a couple of us in the class, we wanted to start our own business, a post-graduation startup, uh, performing pen tests and whatnot. And during one of our paintball games in Northern California, uh, we came up, um, or I came up with the name rentahitman.com with hit pertaining to the website visitor traffic and analytics. I rushed home that day, February 5th, 2005, and spent my $9.20 and registered the domain name. And then a couple of months after uh, we were getting set to graduate, and the four of us were still considering starting this business, and a couple of them got job offers out of state, so they ended up parting ways. I was left holding the domain at that point, and didn't really have plans to work with the domain and decided that I would A, hold on to it, B, try and flip it, put it up on an auction forum. A couple of months goes by, no real offers. I go back into the website and I stick a, a graphic image on the page that says, this domain is for sale. Contact at rentahitman.com if you're interested. Didn't really get any results on that one either. So it kind of just put the domain away and never really thought about it. And then in 2008, uh, I go into the inbox for the website or for the domain, and I'm just flabbergasted that there's 250 to 300 emails from people around the world asking about, do you service these countries? Do you perform uh, asset extraction here? How much to take out a miner? Are you hiring? (laughs) There was one uh, lady from the UK that was actually looking for a relationship. She wanted to learn the trade. And uh, yeah, no. So hang on. She wanted to learn the trade from a hitman and be in a relationship with the hitman? That was my understanding. (laughs) So I wonder if she'd pay for that or if that would be more of a kind of intern generosity thing on the hitman's behalf, assuming there was actually a hitman she was talking to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish Joni well. 
if she's out there listening, but uh, holy cow, that's a hard no for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few red flags there, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you figure out that the first person who requested to have people killed was actually serious? Well, the majority of these emails were one-line emails, and there just really wasn't a lot of information to go on at first. In 2010, I get an email from a woman named Helen. She is a UK resident stranded in Canada, and she sent an email to the contact at runahitman.com address. And she had indicated that she had three, uh, she wanted three family members murdered because they had apparently stolen her father's inheritance. At the time, I was helping my brother move down in LA and I was loading a U Haul and didn't really pay too much attention to her first email. I thought, ah, it's just another crazy email. I'll read it later. At about 4 30 that afternoon, I get a second email. And this one is marked uh, urgent in the subject line, and it contained more information, names and addresses, email addresses, descriptions, and just all kinds of information that could be corroborated. I responded back to her message, and I asked two very simple questions. Do you still require our services? And would you like me to place you in contact with a field operative? And uh, within a couple of Uh, hours. She had responded back with yes. She wanted to meet with the field operative and she provided me the name of the hostel that she was staying in, in Canada. Meanwhile, I'm racing home uh, in a fully loaded U-Haul. I got about a 400 mile drive ahead of me and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, this is just crazy. This lady obviously needs help. And if I don't act on this, somebody else will, and the results are going to be different. She had made mention in her email that she knew somebody that was capable of doing this, and she had made mention that there was money in a P.O. box or a a safety deposit box uh, here in the States. Later that night, when I arrived home, I was able to get on the computer and printed out about 20 pages of documents, information, names, addresses, the information that she provided was matching, and it was corroborating. The following morning, I went to my local police department. I actually knew a sergeant that was working in that town at the time, and I gave it to him and uh, kind of explained the situation to him. And he didn't waste any time after looking at the information. He reached out to Canadian authorities to perform a welfare check on this person. During the course of that process, the Canadian authorities determined that she was wanted out of the UK on significantly more serious charges. Significantly more serious than trying to hire a hitman to kill three of her family members. That is the words that I received, (laughs) yes. Because that would be very serious, wouldn't it? (laughs) It would be very serious. Wow. Happy to report that those three individuals were alive and well uh, at the time of her arrest. That's wonderful. That was again in 2010. So it's 10 plus years at this point. She spent 126 days in Canadian uh, jail, I guess, before being shipped back across to the UK to face those charges. And it's my understanding that she is still in a UK prison for whatever those charges were. 
that was really the first case that really kicked things into high gear. Okay, so I'm guessing that the police were able to believe what you were saying because you'd done so much investigation on your own behalf, yeah? So you had all this evidence to take to them, so they weren't like, who's this crackpot? Exactly, and, you know, it it certainly helped that I knew the sergeant that I was bringing the information to. So, I mean, there was already a a credible uh, relationship uh, to bring to the table at that point, so. And so who are the main targets that people want killed and what are their most popular reasons for wanting to have that done? So uh, speaking more recently, a lot of the uh, solicitations that I get are from people in bad relationships. They either want their husbands or their wife or uh, even other family members murdered. They don't really give terribly great reasons as to the why. But it is obviously serious enough to uh, to follow up on. Some of the emails that I've received are from kids under the age of 18, oh, wow. minors that are fed up with their bully at school or, uh, you know, are seeking to get even with the person that stole their boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, for whatever reason, there's revenge out there. And these kids Google how to hire a hitman and they end up on the page and fill out the form. And some have actually solicited to have their parents taken out due to some types of abuse that are going on in the household. Those are really sensitive cases. What do you do with a case like that when you get that information? Well, if it's information that I can verify, if the addresses or the names come back as being related to a particular address, if I can verify the solicitor and the potential target, that information is turned over to the police. And at that point, I just simply request a welfare check to make sure that the the minor is okay. Once I report it, it's up to them at that point to determine their course of action. How many people would you say have contacted your website with serious inquiries? Approximately. How many people have Googled rent a hitman and gone, hey, wow, that was easy. I'm going to fill in this form. So I was kind of running some numbers earlier today and I hadn't completed it, but just roughly since April of 2018, uh, the spreadsheet that I have has 509 entries in it. Um, You got to figure probably a third to maybe half of those are not actionable. They're just people screwing around with the web form, filling out the information. But the other half clearly have enough information to further investigate, uh, whether the solicitor's name and address and other information is popping up, if there's information about the target, social media, any kind of connection between the two. You know, I take all of that into consideration when I perform these uh, investigations, you might say. Some of those cases have actually turned out to be hoaxes where they're just trying to get somebody in trouble. And, you know, that's not up for me to determine. Again, you know, if there's enough meat on the bone, I'll go ahead and send a response to that email to the person that sent it. And I will ask those same two questions. Do you still require our services? And would you like me to place you in contact with the field operative? Now, the thing is, if I never hear back from that person or if the email bounces, you know, I may have wasted a couple of minutes and whatever, but those emails will go away and it's basically considered a dead lead. However, if they respond back with, yes, I would like to meet with the field operative 
then it's essentially game on. And I'll make sure that they get put in contact with the field operative. (laughs) How many people, um, just approximately, do you think have been arrested as a result of the inquiries they made to your website? I know of at least a dozen that have been ultimately arrested. There are potentially more. I don't have the abilities to track down every detective that I've spoken with Fair enough. to find out what a disposition might be. I usually just turn it over. I try and grab a case number for my records and move on. The dozen cases uh, that I know that there have been arrests made in, some have actually made it to the news media, like Wendy Wine or Colton Beale or Devin Faber. Uh, those are the ones that we hear about and see in the news. Some of the cases are kept under wraps so that they can go through that process quietly. Circling back to your question, you know, at least a dozen have been arrested, quite possibly many, many more than that. The website itself to date has been responsible for preventing uh, over 150 murders, and that's internationally. It's mind boggling. It's just the sheer numbers of people that are out there that live among us that want others hurt, harmed, you know, murdered. It really is. Um, And (laughs) the whole thing's so mind-blowing, actually. Um, I understand that the Colton Beale case was quite unusual in that he he was a high school student and he tried to hire a hitman through rentahitman.com to have two 16-year-old girls strangled to death with a belt as part of a sexual fetish that he had. Yeah. Can you tell us a little more about that case? Because that's just like, whoa, okay, that's there's so many bizarre things about that. It's the first time I've heard of someone having a sexual fetish for strangulation and not wanting to be involved themselves as well. Yeah, I thought that was strange to begin with too. And, you know, it should be noted, Colton was an adult when he solicited this. So he, he actually wanted to have uh, the two 16-year-old girls who attended the high school that he went to, he wanted to have them choked for his own gratification, I guess. Oh, that's terrifying. When I, again, I send out the email, do you still require services? Do you want me to put you in contact? Um, He responded with, yes, of course he did. He he wanted to have a field operative contact him. And I understand he put his own name and address and email and everything like that. Like he filled it out as though there was some kind of hitman uh, client confidentiality going on there. Well, there actually is. So here in the States, (laughs) here in the States, we have a medical confidentiality thing called HIPAA, which is H-I-P-A-A. That's the acronym. Uh, But in this particular case, my website has HIPAA, which is H-I-P-P-A. And it is known as the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act of 1964. I love it so much. That had me rolling with laughter when I first read it because yeah. I've worked in a lot of research as well. And there are, there are a lot of um, privacy acts involved in that too. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is perfect, but still obviously hilarious and, and not serious. Well, you know, people um, such as Colton and, and the others that are out there, they feel compelled to leave their real information once they see HIPAA, once they hear HIPAA, and, and you know, it just goes to show you the uh, a lot of my clientele is not exactly rocket scientists, but uh, I'm I'm more than happy to help them. Yeah, so obviously. When I reported the information to the uh, police in New Mexico, 
they actually went and investigated. Uh, they, they spoke with Colton and his parents. And uh, within a matter of weeks, Colton and his parents um, moved, packed up and left New Mexico and headed for Tennessee. At which point there was an arrest warrant set up for Colton and uh, the authorities in Tennessee located him and brought him back home to face those charges. Unfortunately, in that particular case, uh, the two females, two juveniles, they did not want to uh, testify in this case. So Colton was essentially provided with like a five-year probation or whatever the case is. Justice was certainly served, but, you know, five years is a slap on the wrist considering what some of these other uh, people have gotten. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly the motive there is very, (laughs) there's nothing in any way noble (laughs) about what he was trying to get done. You know, he's not a teenager who's being abused or something like this was just like, yeah, I'd get off on that. You know, like, dude. Well, he's not the only one. What are some of the strangest or dumbest things people have put on the service request form in response to describe what services you would like performed? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, some, <laughs> some people have, um, you know, filled it out as honestly as possible on how they want the person taken care of, uh, you know, shot in the head uh, with their head cut off and thrown on the front lawn. Oh, what? So one of the requests that I received that was a little more unusual than the rest is a person out of Alaska that uh, wanted to have an anti-wolf extremist murdered, basically. And the method that he had requested was called the blood eagle, or is called the blood eagle. Do I want to know what that is? Well, it's a uh, ritualistic method of execution where the, uh, the victim, in this case, is placed in a prone position with their ribs severed from the spine with a sharp tool and their lungs pulled through the opening to create a pair of wings. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh my God. I had never heard of that before. (laughs) No, I've never heard of that before. I thought I'd heard a lot of things, but apparently not. That was the first on, uh, on me too. So but it actually has a name for what it is. So that it's obviously like in the vernacular for some people. Yeah, it is a, uh, a ritualistic <laughs> method. Um, there's a whole Wikipedia article on it, but uh, yeah. What would be, say, the funniest thing that anyone's ever sort of said or done through the website? Does something come to mind that was you were just like, I can't believe how ridiculous kind of world's dumbest criminals-esque this is? Yes, actually. And I'll step back to a case. It was in 2018, I believe. The kid's name is Devin, and he was in Virginia. And he actually emailed uh, the website. I asked him, I said, hey, you know, you need to fill out a service request form, you know, so that we can forward your information on to a field operative. And he did. He kindly went to the, the link that I provided. He filled out his information. And down at the bottom of the page, in the early stages of the of the web form, I had a, a little captcha just to make sure, you know, that people were who they say they are, or I mean, you know, not a robot kind of a thing. In this captcha, I made him type, "I understand HIPAA," or "I understand Rena Hitman is HIPAA compliant." He he typed that in himself, <laughs> which just kind of 
you know, uh, number one, I'm not dealing with uh, a rocket scientist. Here. But <laughs> anyway, to to kind of move forward here, this Devin guy, he wanted to have uh, his ex-girlfriend, her mother and stepfather murdered. But he also had a request to have his ex-girlfriend's baby that he had nothing to do with, by the way. He wanted the baby kidnapped with the birth certificate and trafficked to Texas so that he could start his own family. Wow. Yeah, that's that's not going to fly. No, <laughs> no. Really, you weren't like, oh, maybe just this one time I'll really do the hits. <laughs> he was so persistent over the course of the next several days. I've given you everything you need to do to do the job. Make sure that the baby is unharmed and take out these other people. And he consistently, I mean, we must have gone back 30 different times because obviously he had my email address at that point or the email address for the website. And he was sending updates basically um, when and how he wanted the job done. What uh, what he didn't know was the authorities in Virginia were all over him. They had identified him. They knew who he was. So they're doing their investigation. I'm doing my investigation on my side. And I had come to discover that he had child care for hire profiles on a couple of different websites. He actually wanted to watch other people's kids. Wow. So this guy's this guy was a child predator. Um, he just hadn't had the opportunity to prey on anybody yet at this point. Um, he might have done some babysitting in his small town previous to this, but his babysitting days are over. Yeah, well, I would bloody well hope so. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't the only one that had solicited the website that had profiles on child care for hire websites. Uh, there was another female out of Kansas. She was also a, a nanny in her small town. And she got so pissed off at the couple of people that lived in her town. She wanted them taken out uh, because they were talking bad about her. <laughs> And her method was guns, knives, bombs, or anything or any way. Needless to say, those people are safe and sound today. And she uh, ended up spending the next couple of years in prison in Kansas. I think she is also out on probation at this point as well. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you worried that anyone that has contacted you through the website and has ended up being arrested and going to jail, are you worried that any of them, when they get out, they're going to be like, I'm going to go find Bob and I'm going to give him what for? I'm not, I'm not worried about them. Uh, I'm not worried about anybody that's out there. Obviously, these people are um, not thinking clearly to begin with. The world is a dangerous place but I'm not one to live and run and hide in fear or anything like that, you know, and, and besides I'm uh, a firm believer in, you know, protecting yourself. So I understand some people ask if you're hiring because they want to become hitmen themselves and work for your website. <laughs> do you get much of that? Well, um, I do actually. And, uh, <laughs> 
there's actually a careers page uh, on the website so that uh, if anybody is looking for a job, they can fill out the information. Of course, it's all uh, privacy under HIPAA and whatnot. So feel free to leave a name and uh, your resume and we'll uh, get back to you. I worked at Burger King. I've done some retail and now I'd like to be a hitman, please. (laughs) My biggest weakness is I'm too punctual. It's it's more just for kicks at this point, um, just because there have been so many email requests from people over the last couple of months saying, hey, can you put on a career section? And I did it just, you know, just for kicks. But uh, the requests themselves has been quite comical. So there's so many features on the website that make it incredibly clear that it's not a serious business, such as the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act and the testimonials, which I love. Um, Why do you think people take it seriously as it's pretty clear that it's a humorous site? And you've spoken to a lot of media outlets about it not being real. I think the second thing that comes up when you Google it is the Rolling Stone article that you did. Yeah. That's true. I'm just really surprised that anyone could be like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah, this is where I hire a hitman from. You know, what? <laughs> oh, boy. It, it just astonishes me that, um, that uh, so many people are out there, number one, looking for a hitman, and number two, see rent a hitman in the number one spot, but then miss the 4,000 media articles that are directly below it. Yeah. Yet they still fill out a service request form with their real information and what they want done. And it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like whatever happens with that, if they are indeed serious and they have gone through the process and they end up getting police attention, they very much bought it on themselves, haven't they? They sure have. (laughs) You know, there's no arguing with that. People that do submit um, a service request form, I always ask those same two questions. Do you still require services? Would you like me to put you in contact with the field operative? And I do that for two very good reasons. And number one, to find out whether or not, yeah, is this a hoax? Is the email going to bounce? You know, if it is, that's considered a dead lead. But number two, is there a real person on the other end of this? And are they aware of what they're doing? And do they still want help as far as uh, help from a field operative? There's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there. Now, you never talk money with them either, do you? In terms of like what it would cost or anything like that? There is no menu. There is no discussion on any kind of compensation or funds. That is always left up to the field operatives to discuss directly with the solicitor. And of course, the field operatives are the police. I've said this before. um, I would much rather be state's best witness than a co-conspirator. Well, hell yeah. And, you know, it's not my place to discuss any kind of compensation or uh, anything like that. I understand that you've started working on a three-pronged program that will educate, advocate, and legislate the masses. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that, please? Thank you for bringing that up. In light of the recent case involving Wendy Wine out of Michigan, there was an additional charge that she was facing, which was the use of a computer and the internet to help facilitate that crime. That carries uh, as stiff a penalty as the crime of soliciting to commit murder for hire. So uh, potentially she could have faced an additional 20 years just from that charge. 
So what I'm trying to do is uh, work with lawmakers here in the States as far as trying to draft up legislation so that people that utilize the internet, utilize computers to try and facilitate these types of crimes will face that additional charge. And this is going to be you know, nationwide legislation. There is so much hate and discontent on the internet oh, yeah. here. And I'm sure you see that oh, as yeah. well. And, you know, in my opinion, there's not really any anything to keep those people accountable. Colton, slap on the wrist. In five years, he'll be back to what he's doing. Probably. Oh, he's probably doing whatever now. He just has to check into his probation officer every now and then. Exactly. So, I mean, as far as the, uh, you know, the three-prong approach, that's the legislation side of it. Certainly, I'm trying to put together a program to help educate children and adults the, uh, the dangers of the Internet and, uh, you know, like a, putting together an Internet safety training course for them. I'm trying to reach out to a couple of organizations here in the States as far as uh, sharing some information and, and putting together a, a program that we can perhaps put in the schools and maybe a little rough for the school, you know, as far as subject matter is concerned. But I mean, it's something that children and adults need to, to see. Uh, the internet is certainly not a, a nice place at times. And then the, uh, the third branch or the third arm of this program would be advocate. And I would act to, to continue to act as an advocate for those people that may never have known that they were in danger in the first place. And a lot of that uh, has to do with you know, making sure that those people are unharmed, uh, making sure that they receive any kind of therapy or relocation or anything like that that is needed in the particular case. So again, it's educate, advocate, and legislate. And that's a three-prong program that I am slowly trying to put together. Of course, it's just a one-man show here. So any help is appreciated. I was going to say, uh, rentahitman.com runs primarily on donations. And there's a link on the website for people to drop a buck into the hat to keep the site up and running and pay for hosting and other associated fees. So listeners, if you'd like to support Bob in his literally life-saving work, please go to rentahitman.com and make a donation. And also check out the site too, because it is comedy gold. And we are selling shirts, field operative shirts now. Yes, they look very cool. You're wearing one now. Well, I was going to say there's other Easter eggs on the website as well that, uh, you know, I try and make it as over the top as much of a parody as possible so that, you know, the, the person of average or above average intelligence can tell that it's certainly not a real website. You know, HIPAA, the privacy statement for one. Oh, there's um, discounts for seniors and groups. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, there are the um, testimonials. Oh, I love the testimonials. There is a banner ad on the page that is uh, intentionally smaller than the rest of the website so that you kind of have to click on it to read it. And when you click on it, it opens up a new browser window to the FBI Internet Crime (laughs) Complaint Center. If that doesn't scare people off, I don't know. I'm guessing most of them didn't click that bit. No, I, maybe not the first time. Also on your service request form, you, you have a section where you say no cat pics. That really tickled me. I'm like, <laughs> what? 
I get a lot of cat pictures just just regardless. And it, it's it's perfect. Really? Do people actually send cat pictures on their request form to hire a hitman? Not so much to hire a hitman, but all the little pranky uh, web form <laughs> solicitations that I've received. I thought they might want a cat bumped off. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a whole lot of cat pictures. It's crazy. I just kind of threw that up there just to kind of throw a little something different into the mix. I assumed you were a professional comedy writer when I first looked at Renta Hitman. Like I just was like, oh, what is this? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a comedy writer. Cool. <laughs> that's what I assumed you did for a living. You know, that's uh, probably going to happen in the next, in the next several years anyway, because there's a lot of comedy gold with this oh website. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's it's amazing. What is next for you? Anything you'd like to mention? Yeah, actually, I am working on a couple of projects. Uh, I am inspired to to create a screenplay. So Quentin Tarantino, if you're out there listening to this, call me up, hit me up, figuratively speaking. Of course. <laughs> oh, Quentin listens to every episode. He's one of my patrons. He's like, you know, and he he messages me afterwards and tells me how great he thought it was. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he'll hear this. QT, get on it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm also uh, in the process of developing um, uh, some potential fun for your living room television, but I can't really dive into that right now. No, I'm excited, though. I'm so excited about that. Everything on the website is supposed to be parody. There's a reference to over 17,985 U.S.-based field operatives. And that is the exact number of police departments in the U.S. in 2016. So that's how I arrived at that number. That's beautiful. I never thought it would get to this point, uh, but apparently um, the media has really eaten it up. Um, you know, I've been busy uh, working with different media outlets around the world. You know, the uh, Daily Mail UK and The Sun and This Morning, which is on UK TV, the Rolling Stone interview, uh, the CNN interview or article. The Guardian, I know that you were interviewed by them. The Guardian, yeah. Big feather in my cap is, of course, Rolling Stone, but the Washington Post also. I did a feature with them. It's crazy how how people are receptive to the, the whole thing. You know, it makes me want to work harder and, you know, continue to serve and save lives. One thing I was going to go over with you earlier is I was kind of crunching some numbers today. Mm -hmm. So um, since January 1st of this year, I've had 65 service request forms filled out and submitted. Is that higher than usual? Way higher than usual. Oh, why? 29 of those are actually uh, under investigation. They have enough information with the solicitor and with the alleged target. Further breakdown on those is 21 of those cases are for murder for hire, where they've actually included target and verifiable um, you know, solicitor information. So those are the cases that I'm actively working just so far this month. Why do you think there's been an increase in, in people wanting to hire hitmen right now? Do you have any theories on that? I wish I did. I just don't have a good theory on that. You know, uh, again, all of these are going to be taken into consideration and seriously investigated. I, again, will uh, respond and, 
you know, work with law enforcement on this and ask for uh, a welfare check. You know, it's up to these agencies to take these cases on and, you know, work them until they, um, until there's a disposition. Some of these uh, may even turn out to be hoaxes where they're just trying to get somebody else in trouble. But that's not for me to make that determination at this point. It's up to law enforcement. It sounds, though, like this is turning into a full-time job for you. And I know it certainly didn't start out as being your job. And is it actually your job now doing this? Because it sounds like 65 requests in a month that you need to investigate. That's a lot of work that you need to put in there. It is a lot of work. No, I work in the corporate security arena for my full-time job. You know, this this may ultimately turn into a full-time job, you know, considering some of the other projects that we have in the works. You know, right now it's myself. I've got a good team of private investigators that are on call uh, that uh, will handle and do some of the legwork on some of these. And do you have to pay them? No, they're pro bono because they they know what they know what this is about. Yeah, and they're retired police officers, so I mean they know the the situation. They know what needs to be done, and um, I'm fortunate to have uh, you know built a relationship with them so that they can help with some of these other cases. Besides, they have some tools that I don't have access to. I can use Google pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I can use some of the other Surface tools, but uh, they have the ability to go way deeper than that. Yeah, well, that would be necessary uh, when dealing with the life and death things such as these. Yes. Well, I mean, a lot of it would be quite tough because you're dealing with people requesting violence. Yeah. And also quite graphically sometimes. Um, so everything about this would be quite emotional. Does it take a toll on you dealing with such darkness? It used to initially. I, I know what I need to do with each of these. I know how, you know, if I don't answer the call, somebody else will get the call and the results are potentially different. You know, as long as these emails keep coming in, I'll continue to provide the service that I see uh, that they need. And again, I'm not the, I don't have the last decision in the whole process. I'm basically intake and then I pass it on to let the professionals handle it as they see fit. But as long as these emails continue to come in, I will continue to operate the website and uh, potentially save more lives. Brilliant. Um, It's been so fantastic talking to you today. Thanks so much for coming on the show and for, yeah, letting me interview you and going into detail about this absolutely sublime and ridiculous (laughs) business that you've got yourself into. Thanks so much, Bob. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been absolutely a blast. I enjoy your podcast very much. I'm certainly happy to uh, thank you to answer any questions that you may have. And, you know, by all means, if people are out there um, and they have questions, they can visit the website. It is safe. It's secure. It's on the World Wide Web, not the deep or the dark web. And uh, again, if they want to support the cause and uh, buy Guido a cup of coffee. Uh, yes, we didn't mention that your alter ego who runs the website is, um, it's Guido. Guido Finelli. Finelli. And uh, Finelli is actually a family name. Uh, so, uh, and, and Guido is just your typical, I don't know, mafia gangster name or something. I, I don't know. It just kind of pulled it out of thin air. 
I feel like you're playing with expectations that people might have about who they would contact if they hired a hitman. Like it'd be like some dude called Guido who was really tough. And, you know, I felt like that's what you were going for with that. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate. <laughs> the whole site is um, a parody over the top kind of a thing. So it just seemed to fit. Yeah. <laughs> and if there is any Guido Finellis that are out there, I'm sorry if this has brought you any kind of pain, but yes. Hey, it's been so fantastic talking to you. It's been awesome talking with you. And I, I look forward to uh, listening to this and, and sharing it with all my buddies. Thank you so much. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. And thanks to C. Turok from the USA for doing just that. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you can join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. Make sure you stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo from my friend Brennan's podcast, Largely the Truth. Brennan is great. You may know him from his work on Ghost Story Guys. He and I both started podcasting around the same time five years ago and have a lot in common. I had a super fun discussion with him about true crime, podcasting, dumb criminals being a female podcaster and some of the expectations and criticism that comes with the gig for his most recent episode of Largely the Truth. If you'd like to have a listen to that one, it's episode number 20. Oh, and check out the audiobook Lies in Bone by Natalie Simons, narrated by legendary voiceover artist, podcaster and all-round brilliant human being, Tawny Plattis. Till next time, look after yourself... Stay out of trouble and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Hey there, my name is Brennan Store, and this is Largely the Truth. Every two weeks on this show, I bring you a new conversation with someone you're going to want to get to know. Artists, musicians, authors, activists... Anyone who has something to say worth hearing or whose perspective is going to broaden our horizons. So whether you're looking to learn something new, take your mind off work, your commute, or you just need to hear friendly voices in the night, download Largely the Truth and get ready for some conversations worth staying up for. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.